The Space God Memoirs. Episode 23 I'm not sure how long I was out. It could have been hours or days for all I was aware of. I woke to that same light, blinking steadily on and off. In the distance was an accompanying beeping sound. All over, my body still throbbed with a dull ache, the front of my shirt now crusted with a layer of coagulated blood. I tried not to think of just how badly I was injured. It all came back to me then, the climb up the tower, the fight with Alien and Trevos, the chase, Rayleigh, she was dead. The fact fully dawned on me. The friend I had known since I was a baby, the closest companion of my otherwise loner existence. I had led her up here to this doomed place. We'd both been dragged up here because of my stupid bragging. The last person that I cared about on this dirt ball of a world was gone. Here I was, probably mortally wounded and laying in a maintenance shaft. Maybe I'd be dead soon, too. It would serve me right. Scrag off, Kev, I thought. I refused to beat myself up. Not now. Instead, I got on my forearms and began to shimmy forward, towards the blinking light. A few minutes later, I had reached a seeming dead end. The shaft terminating in a spot where six fist-wide tubes shot off into other directions. A light flow of air from some of them suggested that this was some kind of ventilation system. The light itself was coming from a crystal, big one set in the back wall like a powered light. My hand instinctively reached for it like it was a valuable treasure. But I stopped myself. The more sensible part of me, guessing it might not be the best idea to go touching mysterious technology. But other than that, there was pretty much nothing here. A scraggin dead end. Well, I thought so until my hand brushed up against the bottom of the chute and found what felt like another panel there, latched into place, just like the first one. In seconds, I had unlatched it, and it fell with a clunk into the hallway that wasn't far below. I peered down, but from my vantage, all I could see was the nondescript floor below, lit by a green glow. I dropped down, landing in a curving hallway whose walls gleamed metallically in a dull green light that seemed to cling to them, but come from no discernible source. The walls, floor, and ceiling were seamless, the hall rounding out of sight to my left and right. I landed in a crouch and rose to full height. Everything was silent until I stopped to listen. Off to the left clamored the faint sound of clashing metal. A moment later there was a crash, then a grunt or muffled shout. Fighting? My better judgment told me to stay away. It was almost assuredly the KOG, and they certainly still wanted me dead. But another part of me figured, why not? I was curious. I crept slowly down the hall, watchful for any traps or guardians I was sure must have been placed throughout the tower. What kind of tests would these be otherwise? The hallway continued to curve and twist as I followed it, 
and I noticed that it slowly ramped upward too. Occasionally it would level out and expand into a room. Some of them were cube-shaped, others circular. Each room was lit by the same non-sourced light, they were all different colors from the hallway. The first I came across was a bright red and circular in shape, with a wide, rounded ceiling. The floor here was littered in broken metal shapes that had probably once been robots before being smashed to bits. A few had clearly visible blaster burns on them. Among them was an actual body, one of the EO, his armor pried open and a big bloody hole in his chest. I figured all my good buddies had been through here not long ago. I was careful to steer clear of the bodies, flesh and metal, though none of them showed signs of movement, thankfully. After that, it was back to the green ramping hall, which after 20 minutes of walking opened up into another room. This one long, rectangular, and lit by a yellow glow that for some reason made me vaguely annoyed. This room, like the prior one, seemed to have been set off already. At irregular points along the wall, the corridors partially blocked by razor-sharp rectangular blades that had probably thrust out of hidden compartments in the walls, likely at a rapid speed. There were two dead bodies here, both EO. One was a male who was pinned against the wall to my left by a blade, which had speared him right in the chest. The other body was one of the females, who had apparently fallen and got caught under another blade. I didn't bother to go up to the bodies to determine exactly who they had been. Yeah, nasty place, I noted. Again, I walked carefully through the rest of that room, but it seemed that whatever traps there were, the KOG and their dugga-jerking friends had set them all off. For that, I was thankful. After another 20-minute sojourn in the green hall, I got to the entry of yet another chamber. I stopped there, peering through an archway into a spherical room lit by a dim blue light. Towards the center of the chamber, the floors curved inward, and then up into a column that rose up some 15 feet, topped with a smooth metal orb. Immediately I noticed a laser beam of a much lighter shade of blue, almost blinding to the eyes, that shot from the orb, then arced rapidly in a semicircle around the room before vanishing less than a second later back into the orb. I briefly wondered what getting hit with that beam would do to a person. Then my eyes drifted to the left side of that spherical chamber, where I saw the upper half of an armored figure split just below the gut. The waist and legs lay a few feet away. Another aquamarine-colored beam zoomed out from the orb, whizzed across the room, and then vanished. As I stood there, contemplating how exactly I was going to cross that room, and if I really wanted to, I could still see the afterimage of the beam brightly burned into my retina. I stepped back and rubbed my eyes. I took a breath and noticed just how much my chest was still hurting. Why was I even here? This was an impossibly enormous tower put here by the gods in order to test the mightiest heroes in all of Aruvis, one of whom was in the room directly in front of me cut in half. I was, well, I was just some guy, just some two-bit scavenger who happened to know his way around some old ruins and could fly a ship, so the crazy heroes decided to drag me along for the ride. This was clearly not my place, or was it? Oh sure, I could have said that I only came in here because I had to, because I was being chased, 
but that didn't hold any longer. Those morons were ahead of me now, if any of them were even still alive. I peeked back down the corridor, seeing the gradual slope of the downward ramp. I could just leave. I could hobble back out of here, grab some extra food off of a corpse, and if my wounds didn't kill me, I might make it back to Ganadria. There I would... What? Maybe get back to working, build up some good trade, settle down, get a girl knocked up with a few babies, and... In the best of cases, grow old and die in 30 or 40 years. So it was a choice between maybe getting back and living a normal life, or meeting almost certain doom in the God Tower. I figured that any sane person would take the first choice. Maybe a year ago, I would have taken the first choice. But in all truth, that choice, the safe choice, sounded just about more dreadful than anything to me. That was actually the choice of certain doom, even if the tower was a more immediate and swift kind of doom. After all, everyone on Aruvus was going to die, sooner or later. In the rare cases, it would just be in their sleep, painlessly. But for most, it would hurt. Stabbed in the gut, radiation poisoning, a slow wasting sickness, or even starvation. Looking back to my right, at that room with the spinning laser beam, at least that was more interesting. At least I had a scragging chance. A chance a few of the sorry bastards on Aruvis ever had. Burge and Rayleigh hadn't died, just so I could once more retreat like a coward and spend the rest of my life hiding. So I tossed a big crazy grin onto my lips, displaying it for just myself, and put my full focus on the scary laser room of doom. Again, soundlessly, the beam shot from the orb and arced from one end to the other. I kept a sideways glance on it, careful not to gaze into it directly again. It only lasted about a second, but I waited a few more. And there it was again, that same beam. But, I realized, not the same one. Each time it whizzed out of a different part of the orb and covered a different part of the room. After a few more of them, I also took in the fact that the beam was at a different height each time. Totally random? Nope. Observing the process for a few minutes, I kept a careful note of the patterns. There were only four different ones, each varying in height and direction, and yeah, all sequential. Hmm. There was a high one on the left that would cut my head off if I went that way, followed by the low right one that would chop my feet off, a middling beam on the left again that had bisected the unknown person, and then a final one that swung low over the rear center area. A few more minutes of astute observation, and I was starting to feel confident about this. I could do it! If I could just time it right, this would be as easy as throwing rocks at a slug. I took my first step into the room, my leg muscles feeling tight. I saw the beam begin to appear from the gleaming metal orb. That moment, my thoughts froze, and I couldn't recall what the pattern was. I jumped back into the green hallway as the laser flashed across the right side of the room. I looked back, still seeing the constant pattern of blue beams dancing across the spherical chamber. I realized how quickly my heart was beating, and just how much my legs and shoulders were tensed up. I felt I could barely breathe. What the scragging scrag? Was I afraid of this? 
more than I had been a climbing a mile-high tower or dodging hulking robot abominations. Scragno. I slapped myself straight across the cheek and looked away from the room as I leaned against the entry pillar. I closed my eyes, breathing deeply and just bringing the pattern of the beams to mind. Left. Right. Left. Back. The beam flashed across the back end of the room as I stepped inside, directly to my right. I broke into a run, avoiding the first neck-cutting beam entirely, and then making a small jump into the air over the second one that would have defeated me. Now I was nearing the back of the chamber, with another entry into the green hall. I ran forward, out of the range of the third beam. The final one shot from the orb, now behind me. As quick as I could, I jumped for the arch, going for the green light as I saw a bright blue flash on the edges of my vision. Just in time, I landed in a welcoming green-lighted area, falling into a semi-roll. I got to my feet and laughed out loud. I could still feel my heart pumping, but now it was a good thing. A freaking rush! My confidence elevated, I continued on my way. Before long, the slope of the green corridor seemed to grow steeper as I ascended upward and upward further. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Space God Memoirs. Space God is written, performed, and produced by A.M. Arctos. Original musical score by Alpha Colors. Various sound effects created by Industrial Strength Records Incorporated. Please support this podcast by following, rating, and sharing on your favorite social media site. For further info on Space God, its creator, and various other opinions, musings, and thoughts, go to www.spacegodmemoirs.com or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. If you enjoyed the Space God Memoirs, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron. Check out the Patreon link in our description to learn more.